General Nerdery. General nerds, generals of nerdery, nerds are making podcasts. <laughs> I had more and I forgot all of it. Damn it. I was really, really hoping you were going to go some variation of that <laughs> for, for today's episode. Hold on, I have it. What was it? Oh, yeah. Uh, change into generals of nerdery to <laughs> make podcasts about liking things. things. It was very slow at work today, guys. I had time to work <laughs> on this. Oh, that's that's awesome. I'm really glad you did, because I did not, so... <laughs> Anyways, welcome to General Nerdery. We're your generals of nerdery. I'm Zach. I'm Tiffany. I'm Tyler. E- oh, and oh. Tiffany. Yep, yeah, I was going to say, and should today we, we should have we do that? Guest, Let's do again, that again. Let's do that again. Let's do that again. I didn't know. <laughs> that, that, I would have just rolled I with mean, it. We could do no, it again, funny. but I'm going to leave in this oh, version. Oh, so. okay. Then I suppose we keep rolling. <laughs> oh, okay. We're just going to keep on going. Uh, sorry, guys. This is the, the first time that we've had been able to do a uh, conversation with a guest since we're all on quarantine, which works out great because Tiffany actually lives in a different state uh, and we were able to bring her in. So that's that's fun. That's exciting for all of us. Huzzah! Anyways, Tiffany, why don't you hit us up with some of your nerd credentials? So I grew up watching anime. I remember like like five or six in like the very, very early mornings and seeing like Fushigi Yugi on some weird channel, right? And then like really liking it, but not really understanding how many naked people were in it. And I think my mom was appalled. (laughs) Um, But also, you know, I grew up with like... With Pokemon, right? Like, I had that Costco Pokemon Red Game Boy pack. Um, and then my cousin introduced me oh, to Sailor Moon. Mine. And there's, like, then there's a ton of Digimon in it, too. So, um, that's... I've been into anime from a young age. I am I do a lot of cosplay. Um, I play Valigarth. And I just recently, as of, like, the quarantine, started to game. Unless you want to count, like, Gunbound and Puzzle Star Sweep and, like, the Chow Garden. <laughs> I mean, those still technically count. I don't game, so I only understood, like, yeah. some of that. <laughs> yeah, so I'm currently <laughs> playing Final Fantasy XIV, which has so much cosplay potential. Um, and then Animal Crossing. Uh, yeah, I think I'm the only person who owns a Switch who isn't playing <laughs> Animal Crossing It's a right different now. kind of grind, for sure. Yeah, and I don't even own a Switch, so I haven't been on it. I've just been hearing everybody in the world talk about it so watching the uh watching a stock market develop has been really fascinating and someone's just like i just lost a million shells and it took me a minute to figure out what they were talking about on that yeah no the the stock market is is, well especially like since now like this is the first animal crossing i've played right so i i guess the stock market has been around Mm -hmm. for a while um but in this day and age when we have like facebook groups and discords and such like the system has definitely been broken, and so all the patches start to um, address some of the stuff that has happened. So, like, so like mm. the most recent patch used to be able to, like, if you have really good, like, turnip prices, you could time skip backwards and save that time for a longer period of time. And then your friends would just time skip to, like, a Sunday okay. and buy their turnips and go back and forth a few times. But now, as of that new patch, you if you time skip backwards at all, your, your turnip prices reset. And then if you time skip like backwards and you have turnips, then they rot, which then brings their value down to zero. So. Yeah. Video game economies are always amazing because it takes gamers no time at all to find every possible yeah. way. Well, to and then like them. some people have like data mined, like like the formula, and they've come up with like 
charts and like spreadsheets and apps that will predict like your like all of the options of prices that you might get simply based on like the first day that you buy your turnips on your island and then like subsequent prices afterwards yeah wow it's insane and then like being in like, big yeah. groups and like and, like you get a chance at like everyone's um turnip numbers okay and so that's intense <laughs> I, I used well, to buy low, sell high on the old Guild Wars mm-hmm. economy, but this just sounds insane. <laughs> well, and with everyone quarantined, people have even totally. more time to get into this. Like, that's really what Animal Crossing <laughs> needed. <laughs> like, Wow. Well, have fun with that. <laughs> yeah, that sounds stressful to me, but apparently people find I it relaxing. I don't find it relaxing, so but I do find it a lot of fun. Fuck yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, that I mean, works. that's what matters. That sounds kind of like a, a pretty natural segue into what are we all ingesting this week? Um, Tiffany, you're yeah, a guest. How um, about so you first? So I am ingesting a lot of Animal Crossing. Um, and then um, I started my first D&D campaign um, in like like me actually playing D&D. I've only done like one mm-hmm. one off before this and someone else created my character. And I had a lot of fun. And so this time I got to create my own character and, like, this DM is, like, really big into, like, backstories and stuff. And so I created some flavor text. And then he, like, sent me a lot of questions. Um, and so we did our first day of it, like, over the weekend. And that was a lot of fun. Um, but it is a lot to kind of take in. Especially since, like, this group has been playing with oh, each yeah. other um, for, like, 15 years or so, I think. Um, wow. I mean, like, upwards of, like, a decade, right? And so they've been playing together a while. And... Um, and so, like, me coming into this group, like, especially being brand new, I kind of thought it'd be best to create a character that was very similar to just me so that I had less to think about when it came to the aspect of, like, Classic yeah, intro right. gaming. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, so I'm basically, I'm going on this adventure into this foreign land. It's wonderful. Um, so, what um, did so you make? I am a, what are I am you? a triton. Yeah. Um, Ooh, they, I don't know what that is. I, I, I guess they're, like, a, like, the, like a deep sea kind of folk thing um they oh yeah. okay yes i know um, what we're talking and about so like i'm not very tall and so like um i so we i created a character and we didn't do anything with it because then the group didn't get together but she was an elf and i was like pretty tall and stuff and so then tritons on average are five feet and i was in there like god damn like i'm five <laughs> one, right so i was like i refuse to be any shorter than i already am <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so um, so that's that's a ton of fun right now. Um, we're we're actually picking it up again tonight. So we're using Roll Twenty, um, as well as D and D Beyond. So that's super cool. And nice. You're playing what Fifth Edition? It's, it's very unknown for me. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's fair. Probably Fifth Edition. It's the say, most recent one. Coming I was about out. to say with with a Triton write off, probably Fifth Edition. <laughs> um. Oh, God, I don't... I've never played any of those because I spent a bunch of money on D&D books like uh-huh. 15 years ago and I'm just too fucking cheap yeah. to, like, upgrade again. Yeah, and, and I think this group has a ton of books, too, but, like, they're just... I mean, their their general nerdery is also high. We do a lot of, like, board games and stuff. Um, so, yeah, and then and I'm really into Final Fantasy fourteen. Um, it's their MMO. I... We did a we did a, a primal boss fight last night, and it was the most intense thing that I had ever done. Um, it was like to the point where like our healer and our DPS died, 
And then I, and then I'm a DPS and I was stuck in a rock. <laughs> and so our tank had to go break me out of the rock. And I think like the, the primal and I were both down to like our last shots and everyone's just screaming and it was Jesus. so intense. And I was like, I have to log off now and <laughs> watch a movie <laughs> and decompress. But that was so much fun. Nice. Four, 14's one of the MMO yes. ones, right? Like I'm assuming based yes. off that story, but God, I am so behind on my video games. <laughs> that that does sound like a lot of fun Zach how about you well let's see I don't have a ton of new stuff because it's been a whole lot of finishing up like I've been talking for the last like month about listening to the audiobooks of the Belgariad and the Malorian by David Eddings I finished that yesterday uh, there's a couple of side books that I'm going back and forth on I picked up uh, Stephen Fry, I, I've recommended it before, he did a book called Mythos, where it was just Stephen Fry telling Greek stories through a Stephen Fry lens. So it's very snarky British. And he did a second book called Heroes that is the same thing, but just emphasized more on the like Greek heroes, which I just started today. And then I have started a comic that I've been meaning to read for a couple of years now called Skull Kickers. Which connects pretty well, because it's pretty much what if a D&D &D adventure was a comic book. Nice. Uh, and it's kind of two terrible people, and they don't even really have names. There's a dwarf that they call the short one, and a large man who they call the bald one. <laughs> and they're awful people. Oh, that sounds fun. Yeah, it's it's really good. If you like D&D, &D, Skull Kickers would be a very fun mm -hmm. book to read in the oh my god I miss D&D that's going on yeah I've been I, I've been thinking about D&D &D all week so it's really funny that it's just getting brought up a bunch <laughs> but I have nothing D&D &D related myself to actually add in but other than I've been thinking about it all week no yeah I, th I think about it pretty constantly I, Sundays were my D&D &D every week and we haven't tried online gaming yet but damn I just I miss my group I miss the group dinner we do. I miss the really terrible at following the plots that we are. Because <laughs> it's a bunch of people that like each other too much, so we just like get distracted making each other laugh as opposed to finishing any campaign, and it yeah. drives the DM nuts. And I know that because totally. I am the DM half the time. <laughs> um, what about you, Tyler? Uh, let's see. Um, not a lot. I don't know. I was going really hard with actually reading some comics in the past couple weeks, and that almost ground to a complete halt this week, as I just couldn't get my nose out of the news enough with everything going on. Um, I was able to distract myself a bit. I've been going just stupid hard and grinding out different skins and fashion in uh, Mortal Kombat 11, as well as still trying to unlock all the different um, endings for all the characters, which is taking a while because I'm using the character towers rather than the classic tower. Let's see. I did... Oh, I did read some new comics yesterday, though. Um, I finally... I'm going to start in on the Grant Morrison Seven Soldiers of Victory soon, so I wanted to Ooh, warm myself that. up a little bit with some Morrison, so I read his first story arc on uh, JLA Confidential, or JLA Classified. Oh, with uh, Ed McGinnis in it. That was that was like his uh, quiet launch to Seven Soldiers, I want to say. Yeah. 
Yeah. He doesn't have anything good to say about that run, but I enjoyed it. Yeah, it's really weird, and I like really so, weird. It's it's hard to think about Morrison sometimes. Around two thousand five. That's that's kind of fun. So. Wow, that book is like fifteen years old now. I feel old. <laughs> but I think oh, and I uh, was it? I finally. I started rewatching Bleach so I could finally finish off the anime before they finally start doing the <laughs> final story arc, since that was announced like a mm. month ago. Oh, yeah. On the topic of... Uh, anime, That's sorry. still going. No, you go. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, that that was it. Just, holy crap, Bleach is still yeah. going? <laughs> uh, kind of? Even though I don't like Naruto, it's like still going, Right. <laughs> right. Um, well, it was. It's funny because I was going to bring it up as news like a month ago because there was a ton of rumors, and then I missed the point when the rumors became actual news. But the anime had been canceled uh, before they were able to adapt the final story arc mm-hmm. of the manga, which apparently gets fucking insane. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they just announced that they're going to finally adapt that final story arc. So I'm super excited. Um. I, um, there's only, they just finished their first season, I think. I'm pretty sure it seems like a season finale, even though there's only 11 episodes, which is a very odd number for anime. Um, but Darwin's Game, mm. um, I am really enjoying. Um, I'm usually someone who's, like, too much of a weenie to watch, like, like, Goblin Sayer or Attack on Titan, like, where unsettling. And so I watched the first two episodes and people were dying and I, like, had a meltdown and my boyfriend just goes... It's called Darwin's Game. <laughs> what did you expect? <laughs> what did you expect? <laughs> it's true. Um, but I, yeah, like, but I really like this. it. It's, it's um, the premise is, you know, um, it's really odd where um, basically if you download this app called Darwin's Game or D-Game um, and you open it, then you basically get registered into this, I don't want to say alternate reality, but like this like this secret aspect of the current world that you live in and so you still interact with regular humans and such um and but you have like but you have these extra um kind of circles that you are now integrated in and then like when you die then your body pixelates and falls into the ground so like it's like non-d game players are thinking that it's just street art and such um yeah, and then, like, mm. and you make a shit ton of money, basically, playing it, which is kind of the appeal that a lot of people have gone, but then they also have to address, like, well, some people are in it because they just are sociopaths, and they just are there to kill people because they like it, right? And, like, like the first right. primary huh. antagonist, like, as he kills people, he pickles their fingers, and then he makes his guys eat it, and it's, it was extremely unsettling. <laughs> um... But, like, we know that he's not really in it for the money. Right. Oh, that sounds yeah. interesting. Yeah. Um, and then and then Shokugeki Food Wars um, just started their fifth season, their fifth and final season. Is that the one where if they have food so good that, yeah, like, people they, it, it's, are orgasming it's where they animate, over it? Yeah, um, the foodgasm, and it's kind of like, it's kind of like, like, like MasterChef, <laughs> but school, but animated, and it's so good. Um... Like, I promise that there's wow. a lot of substance past the first few episodes where, like, they really, like, give you a lot of fan service. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and the food. Broar, who was on our Legend of Zelda episode, swears by this show. <laughs> oh. 
He is just obsessed with it. I'll keep it in mind. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Like, I read superhero comics, and anime is balls yeah. to the wall crazy yeah. to me. Like, I, it's... I, um... Uh, let me think of something that's like really just wacky that I watched recently. I mean, Fruits Basket did is doing a remake, and they're on their second season, and that's where, like, if... If you're part of the Zodiac and a member of the opposite sex gives you a hug, you you transform into your animal. <laughs> oh. Holy shit. Yeah. I remember and then, like, Fruits Basket. I haven't thought of that since yeah. I was like 16. <laughs> and then I remember like like a lot of Ranma one half where like where like Ranma becomes a girl in like hot water, is it? Is I it think cold it's water? Cold water becomes yeah. a girl, and then his hot dad water becomes, becomes a, a boy again. <laughs> uh and then it yeah. gets weirder because, like, there's this entire park of, like, spring of drowned girl, spring of drowned duck, yeah. spring of drowned panda. And there's one character that falls in, like, six or seven different springs and just turns into, like, yeah. a chimera monster. No, it's as, yeah, as, as you, you do. do. Yes, yeah. as one does. Um, And then I am excited. That's how me. I look like this. <laughs> no. Oh. <laughs> Um, wait, and then and then there's a new Veroni Kenshin live action coming out that I'm really excited about. Um, I haven't watched the first three, but I've heard that they are really good. But also, I recently found out that my cousin's fiance worked on the set, and my cousin actually got to go with her to Japan um, to kind of oh. wander around. So that was super cool. Um, so now I'm obviously more invested to watch it. That's fucking um, awesome. But the nice thing about... Rurouni Kenshin, in my opinion, being translated into live action is like Japanese people, like, they know how to do good samurai movies, right? <laughs> and so, um, and yeah. Rurouni Kenshin, like, while there is some, like, wacky flavor stuff, like when he learns his master's, like, secret sky cutting technique, for the most part, it's just, he's just a swordsman. Mm hmm. With yeah. the reverse blade sword. <laughs> God, that show was so cool. So, yeah. Oh my God, so you're making good. me want to watch yes. anime again. <laughs> Yeah, I had I had to school up some of the, the kids I work with on some Rurouni Kenshin the other week. So <laughs> I was like, "You guys haven't heard of this? Check Go it check it out! Look how cool this reverse blade sword um, is." This kid at the salon asked me. He was like, "Well, like, do you know what Full Metal Alchemist is?" And I was like, "Bitch, I have a tattoo." <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my God, I'm trying to think of how I got into anime. It was mostly Pokemon and Dragon oh, Ball Z in I... my case. Um, and then, really, just introducing really quickly into Dragon Ball Z before we move on. Gohan's first date was supposed to launch the day that 9-11 happened, and I was six, right? And so, like, I was really young, I didn't understand what was going on, but I do remember feeling mm. so sad that I couldn't watch his first date with Videl. <laughs> 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 and not understanding why I couldn't. Priorities. It's the important thing. I remember desperately flipping through the TV that day, trying to find something and uh, finding, I mm -hmm. think, Pokemon being on. And I was old enough that I wasn't really watching Pokemon anymore, but just desperately being like, I need something that's not 9-11. Yes, this is great. Anything. I'll be the very best. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't on remember. That dark note. On that, uh, yeah, we can go right into the news, right? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's see. Um, that is, I mean, I actually managed to stay away, I think, mostly from, like, COVID news this week, so 
Oh, real quick, I do have a thing on this of kind of a correction of something I said a couple weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. Uh, when you announced San Diego Comic-Con had been closed, I was just like, God damn it, why don't people just admit everything's canceled? Blah, 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 blah. Complain, complain, just admit it. And I got a message from Will, who was on our Pokemon episode, who pointed out to me that a lot of people know they're going to cancel, but they have to wait for insurance reasons until a lot of the times that the venue is like, no, you need to cancel. Mm. Because if they just cancel, they lose a ton of money and will probably go out of business. So I was... That's what Fanime had to deal with. Yeah. So I was being a little unfair there. That's that's all. I just... Credit where it's due. I was being an ass. That works. Actually, my first two news stories are also actually tying back to things we've already talked about a little bit. Uh, mm-hmm. After, I think it was just last episode we were talking about uh, Marvel not putting out anything new. They've announced that they're going to start publishing again later this month. I heard another thing that was saying it was bumped back to July. Oh, well, either way, since Diamond is going to start doing stuff again, it sounds like Marvel's going to be right on that train for, for putting stuff out at the same time. Yeah, that's... Like all things involving COVID in the economy, I don't like it because I think we're doing it too early, but I also understand people who are freaked out about their livelihood. Right. And I mean, that's the thing. It, if nothing else, it's going to get a couple, it's going to get a couple more paychecks in the hands of some of these creators that we like that have not been able to create as much for Marvel since everything has been halted. So, yeah. Ugh. Um, the other update was one that you actually made sure to point out to me and it's the, uh, the Kickstarter. Um, oh, yeah, we had talked about Kickstarter had formed a union. Which was uh, a big deal, being one of the first, like, tech unions, basically. Well, it's a good thing they did. I have I have their, their entire little statement here in front of me. I'm not going to read it all out. But basically, they formed that union earlier in this year. And just two months later, COVID hit. Uh, about 40% of the... Kickstarter um, employees were going to be laid off. Uh, without the union, they were going to get kind of jack shit as pit severance. Um, mm-hmm. And now they're getting uh, four months severance, severance pay, continuing health care coverage, depending on uh, a little bit of things, is how long you, depends on how long you get it. But um, recall rights for a full year. If the eliminated position becomes open again, they can come back in, that sort of thing. Um, and what else do I see? And it looks like a, a release from the non-compete and modification of some of the non-solicitation uh, clauses that they have to sign and stuff. So That one is huge. Tech is really bad about doing non-compete clauses, which I'm wildly against, just as existence. And so having getting rid of that non-compete clauses means a lot of people who lost their jobs for things that were not their fault might be able to get jobs elsewhere yeah. in their field still. Absolutely. Um, that is, that's, that's the big standout from this. Like I'm glad they're getting a bunch of other things too, but uh, as far as tech goes, that is almost unheard of. So, mm-hmm. but anyway, yeah, that's sort of a follow-up. Like that just ended up being really good for them and I'm super happy about it. So, 
how much do you guys know about uh, the Donkey Kong world record? Like King of Kong? Yes, like King of Kong. This is the first. I I watched. Go ahead. Okay, so there's a documentary that you really need to watch then called King of Kong. And it's about the the competition to be beat the world high score for the original Donkey Kong arcade game. Yeah. And it is weirdly hardcore. Yeah, there's uh, intense, intense old school uh, video game community. And this is a. I mean, if anything, it's only gotten more intense. The The documentary was from 2007. Uh, it documents the struggle between Billy Mitchell, who is actually super famous uh, in the old retro gaming world because he has done things like a flawless Pac-Man run. Uh, he was the first person to hit a million plus points in Donkey Kong. And it's him versus this up-and-coming challenger, Steve Wiebe. Uh, a bunch of drama ensues, accusations of cheating, this and that. Uh, well, two years ago, did you hear what happened, Zach? Yeah, Billy Mitchell got banned for life because he's a giant asshole. Yeah. Also because he cheated or something like that. I don't remember that part, but I was not surprised by any of it. Uh, yeah, they they can't 100% prove that he cheated, but they can not replicate any of his results. Uh, and so now he's now suing Twin Galaxies in a defamation suit for calling him a cheater and taking away all of his titles and stuff. Well, that's basically how he was making his money, because apparently you can somehow make a living these days off of being the Donkey Kong world champion. I hope he lose, loses. He's a bit of an asshat. But I really like the fact that the drama from The King of Kong just continues to this day because that documentary is enthralling. (laughs) It's kind of like how people describe Tiger King to me, Uh because I still haven't seen Tiger King, but a lot less methy and murdery. Yeah, no, that's a really good explanation of it. It's a lot like Tiger King, except uh, less animal abuse, uh, less meth, um, less murder. Well, and what was the name of the up-and-coming guy? You mentioned it, and I'd, I've already forgotten it 30 seconds later. Uh, Steve Weeby, who I believe currently owns the record, still. My favorite part of that was Steve Weeby, who, like, he got fired, and he had always been a fan of Donkey Kong, so he just, while trying to find a new job, picked up the hobby of playing Donkey Kong again, and, like, ended up in these tournaments, and just seemed like a relatively nice, down-to-earth guy that was super confused about everything that was going on around him. Yeah, that's, yep. That's, uh, that was pretty much Steve Wiebe. Um, since, since the documentary, I know that there's, there's been a, I believe a Japanese man has sort of, I can't, I don't have his name in front of me, unfortunately, but uh, he ended up taking it for like half a year before Wiebe ended up having to take it back, but... Uh, it, it is fascinating to me. I love any part of the nerd world that gets super intense that I'm not necessarily part of because you can just watch in like the world's weirdest yeah. reality shows. Yeah. Oh, man. That that documentary. Highly King recommend. of Kong. Mm-hmm. King of Kong, Fistful of Quarters. Oh, God, I forgot about the <laughs> addendum. Uh, okay. 
I kind of lied when I said I was over COVID news, although this is no, more no. not directly. It, it's it's fallout type stuff. Yeah. Um, we tend to focus a little bit more on genre, but this sort of affects the entire uh, pop media landscape. The Oscars are having some major changes this year. Oh, due to COVID. Um, I think a lot of people don't realize what a movie actually has to do to qualify for the Oscars. Pay a lot of money? Uh, kind of. Uh, but uh, <laughs> another one of the requirements is that it has to have a week-long run in either New York or L.A. And theaters are shut down, There's which no means lens. all of these movies don't right. qualify. Oh, yeah, because this was their, like, anti-Netflix crusades, pretty much, wasn't it? I remember reading about this once. Yeah. Well, no, I, and these have been in place for a while, and it's been really weird. There's also uh even less known rule is, like, the movie has to have been reviewed in uh, either the L.A. Times or the New York Times. Uh, yeah, but they're some, changing uh, all the eligibility, because yeah. otherwise nobody would be getting yeah. Oscars this year. <laughs> <laughs> The Oscars all go to this one movie that came out in early January. We got nothing. Uh, so now the requirements are uh, films that were scheduled for theatrical release that meet the other eligibility requirements and are made available for Academy members to view on the organization's members-only streaming service uh, within 60 days of being made available on a publicly available streamer will be in the run wow. running. And that mostly okay. just surprised me to learn that Academy members have their own yeah. streaming service. You're like, wait a minute. Y'all rich people get to watch these for free. Yeah. Right? I want in on that Academy the streaming Oscars service. The Oscars are so fucking weird. Uh, but this ties into the next big thing. Uh, with some movies now going to a straight video-on-demand release... Uh, Trolls World Tour made all of them. Yes! <laughs> yes! <laughs> what? Uh, in three weeks, it made something... Oh, let me see. I have it. Okay, so in three weeks, Trolls World Tour made $95 million in rentals. Which is Holy shit. three times more than the first Trolls made in its first five months in theaters. Yeah. Listen, Trolls is a good movie. Kids still really like it. They still watch it. But Man, there were some bored-ass children that they desperately needed yeah. to keep entertained. Well, this gets crazier. Because of mm -hmm. that, AMC Theaters has said that they will not carry any more Universal movies in their theaters. What? Yeah. Oh, I did hear something about this. So, so Universal, looking at the fucking money cow that they just discovered of going straight to streaming because... Let's be honest, uh, as much as the theater experience is kind of fun sometimes, it is a super mm -hmm. broken system that's just ridiculously mm -hmm. expensive. Universal was like, we'll still put stuff in theaters, but we're going to go straight to streaming as well. And AMC, who is already just wildly in yeah. the hole in money, lost their shit. Okay. Yeah, uh, AMC Entertainment president and CEO said that they will no longer play any Universal movies in any of our theaters. Uh, this policy affects any and all Universal movies per se, goes into effect today and as our theaters reopen, and is not some hollow or ill-considered threat. 
he also pointed out like that it's not hollow, ill-considered threat. Right. Well, he goes on to say it's not aimed solely at Universal, uh, but extends to any movie maker who unilaterally abandons current windowing practices, absent good faith negotiations between us, so that they as distributor and we as exhibitor both benefit and neither are hurt from such changes. Damn. So we've talked a lot about this with comics in the last couple of weeks, how this is a chance for us to really kind of change some of the crappier parts of the industry as it reopens. Theaters need to take that same damn hard look at themselves. I know you really love the theater. I, I only go for like tentpole movies, like big movies for me, which is pretty much just Star Wars. Yeah, I've been finding in recent years how much I truly, truly love the theater experience, and yet I am going to be on the forefront of saying that I don't mind if it does um, mostly die or changes in a big way. I, I don't think yeah, it's going it's to die anytime soon. But I don't mind the idea of a lot more things going to, to video on demand. And honestly, it's mm -hmm. something that's been uh, like the behind the scenes of the industry has been changing towards for a long time anyway. Um, this is just sort of like giving the excuse to finally make that push. Well, and I think a lot of movies don't need a theater appearance. Like, uh, I mean, trolls maybe so you can go keep your kids entertained for a few hours, but like a lot of smaller movies that go to the theaters and then don't do very well and then get crap because they didn't do very well in the theaters could just go straight to streaming or digital or DVD or whatever and probably do just fine. Yeah. That whole system's really weird. I... And I feel kind of bad for the theaters because some of the shit things about theaters aren't completely their fault. It's like the MPAA behind them and stuff, but uh, things need changed. This might force a change. Uh... It's going to be interesting, though, having one of the largest theater chains in the nation completely not carrying Universal's pictures, though. In Missoula, it means we don't really get to watch Universal movies anymore. Right. We only have AMC here. Well, and there were some statements made by some of the other chains. Uh, Regal, in particular, might sort of do something similar. So, who knows? We'll see. Okay. <laughs> That's what we got for now. AMC isn't carrying Universal, mm -hmm. and it's weird. <laughs> uh, everything else is kind of quick. There is a uh, new Goosebumps TV series in development. Oh. Yay. I liked those books I, I as a never, kid. Uh, we've talked this to death. I don't really like horror. You did. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you grew up reading Goosebumps. I grew up getting nightmares from Goosebumps. Um... Goosebumps was almost cool. too kitty for me really quickly, but I did enjoy them for a brief period of time, so. Oh, they were super dumb. I was, I mean, I'm a chicken now, so I was just the world's biggest chicken back then. Winnie, got oh. it. Yeah, I think the only Goosebumps I ever read was this little chapter about, like, a seashell that, like, whispers to you or something, and then it, like... And then, yeah, I don't remember. And I remember it so vividly, vividly because it scared me so much. But then, like, it, like, it, like drew this girl from the beach into a cave into like this, and, like she like saw like this big shell, right? And and then like the shell ate her. Hmm. And then and then and oh, then shit. she became the voice, and I was like, "Fuck that." 
Yeah. Yeah. What a twist. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, dun. but um, Animorphs is available for free all online, all <laughs> on like Reddit. And I guess the author basically said, yeah, I'm not doing anything about it. Like, she's like, we don't really sell the books anymore. What? Yeah. So, um, I never finished yeah, them. Yeah. So, I have so to. the formatting is a little difficult to read on mobile because it is all PDF. Um, like via mm. Dropbox, but like it's it's all there. So I just read like book one. Nice. I just found out like in the last couple of weeks that the last like half of the series were all ghost written. Really? Oh. Like mm. she wrote most of them, and then because they were coming out at an insane pace, there was like four yeah. or five books a year coming out, and she would come up with the plot. Someone else would write it. She would do some, like, editing, and then, like, it would be released under her name with, uh, the author thanks so-and-so for their contributions, and -and so-and-so was the real author of the book, basically. Oh. And then, up until the final book, and she's like, no, this one I'm writing. The final book hit hard. Hmm. So sad for me to get through. I I know some of what yeah. happens, but I never actually read it myself. I was like, oh, I forgot about this. What happened? And I looked it up one day, and I'm yeah. like, oh, that's sad. One day, one yeah. day I'll get to yeah. it. Yeah, I Wikipedia, it, it went off the yeah, fucking it's deep end. Up. Um, and like, especially since like you read it as an elementary school kid, right? Like, I was like, what, seven, eight at the time that I read it. Um, yeah. And I feel like everyone comes into Animorphs at about that same age. Yeah, I was still young enough that I could get into the kids section yeah. of the library, so... <laughs> um, <laughs> under 10, under yeah. Under 10. Um, and so, like, so, finishing that first book recently, I never realized that Tobias got stuck in Hawk form so soon. Like, by the end of book one. Stuck. Forever. Yep. And, like, for some reason, like, just a part of me thought that, like, it took him a little longer to be so dumb. Nope. Nope. Just straight to just sad. Straight to straight. sad. And it is, I'm pretty sure I cried. Like, I was just, like, by myself, like, at night under the covers. And, like, he's, like, he's, like, I just, he's, like, I hid. And it just took too long. And and it was longer than two hours. And I was, like, mm-hmm. no. <laughs> yeah. No Tobias. Not, Not Tobias. Tobias. <laughs> I will say, I remember it being super satisfying when they through deus ex machinas gave him the ability yeah. to transform again and like temporarily yes. assume his human form again yeah yeah that was fun oh now i'm gonna be thinking about animorphs <laughs> all day which is yeah. fine but <laughs> oh man cc found on tumblr which i think is what started this uh pictures of some of the weirder animorph toy line <laughs> oh because there was a toy line that was made by Hasbro who makes the Transformers. Yeah. And then when the toy line went terribly, because they all looked super <laughs> fucked up. They It just looked wrong. Ooh. They just, like, changed the head on them and put them into the, like, Beast Wars toy line instead. No. Yes. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, let's see. What else do I got for... Uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla was officially announced. Uh, some of my historical accuracy friends are really pissed that the Viking looks like the Vikings from the TV show as opposed to chainmail and, like, conical helmet, but... Well, that's a lot better than the other outrage that's pouring across the internet because of that announcement. Oh, I haven't watched the announcement yet. What's... 
This is going to be either sexist or racist, isn't it? Yeah, sexist. Well, the, the announcement <sighs> itself isn't like there's nothing wrong with the trailer. Uh, but part of the announcement was what you would get with the special editions. Um, the special, one of the special editions comes with a statue and the statue is of the female version of the Viking character. Oh no, uh, there's a girl Viking. Oh, much God, like Odyssey, you can Viking choose fans. either male or female for your playthrough. Uh, I believe both in this case, though, are named Ivor or Avor, Avor. Um, it's Norwegian. We're probably mispronouncing it no matter what. <laughs> and the statue is of female Avor, and female Avor even existing has a lot of people mad because it's the internet and shit sucks sometimes. You're telling me. <laughs> Die mad me about it. These assholes who have fucking waifu figures are mad about <laughs> another girl figure? <laughs> Yep, one hundred percent. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, uh, in Belagarth, the, the nickname has started coming up for the like super Viking obsessed, the Scandaboos, like taking Weeaboo and putting it with Scandinavia. And of course, these Scandaboo assholes are going to be upset about a fucking awesome lady Viking assassin. Listen, she'll fit next to your naked like, girls much better. Then a hairy dude will. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. The, the outrage seems to be mostly that she exists in the first place, which that's dumb as it is anyway. Especially since the Viking. I mean, like, it's all dumb, but I'm stupid excited for the game itself. <laughs> correct me if I'm wrong, but the Viking culture respected women a lot more than a lot of other cultures do, right? Yeah, there's some, kind of some debate on where that falls, because it turns out that when we're talking about things a thousand years yeah. ago, there's a lot of guesswork. But they were a lot better than a lot of their contemporaries, at the very least. Yeah, that that was always my understanding, too, was that mm, probably still kind of shitty at some points, but compared to everyone else in the region, like, no, yeah. they were all about women. Compared to, like, today. Also, they were surprisingly multicultural. I'm really excited about the game in general. I'm. We already kind of knew it was coming, but the announcement trailer itself made me, like, smile really hard mm. this morning, so... Good. Uh, Bring it on. <laughs> so, Disney announced that its next live-action adaptation of its old uh, cartoon properties is going to be Hercules. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I don't think I've watched Hercules since oh, it was in the theaters, the but I've been kind it's of so tempted bad. lately. It's it's so it's so bad that it's, it's so wrong, right? Like coming from like someone who loves Greek mythology, but like it's so good. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking about that because Hercules, Heracles is just being born in the uh, the Stephen mm -hmm. Fry book I was talking about, mm -hmm. and. In the movie, which I did not know was wrong when I watched it when it came out in theaters when I was, you know, like nine or whatever it was, Hera's like his yeah. loving mother or something yeah, like that. Born and I was like, on yeah. The and then I learned more and I went, oh no. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, like, this yeah. origin you're is like, terrible. You're like, dude, a cunt. And I'm like, and, but you're also, you're like, yeah, but so is Zeus. Yeah. Oh, Zeus is the absolute fucking worst. Like, 
I really need the Greek gods to stop punishing the humans that yeah. Zeus fucks over. <laughs> but honestly, just Zeus is Zeus terrible. Um, yeah. <laughs> there is on webtoons, there is um, an adaptation of of like Greek mythology, of specifically the um, Hades and Persephone story called Lore Olympus. That's huge. Oh, I've heard Huge, of this. Right, and so it's to the to the point where I think like Netflix is going to add like adapt um, an animated version, which I think is huge for something like like webtoons, um, where they're like all small creators, right? But yeah, I mean uh, they talk about how cool. Zeus and Poseidon are also gross, constantly. Oh yeah, I I was reading something recently. Webtoons is actually the biggest comic book company in the world. Wow. But no one takes it seriously because yeah. it's all small creator-owned stuff published online through webcomics. But they make more money and they put out more content than any other comic book company in the world. Yeah. Um, I wow. mean, it's, a, it's that fast pass. That fast pass gets you because it's not very expensive. And then once you fall into that trap, right, like there, you don't recover from it. Um, um, <laughs> and everything is, is released on either a weekly or bi-weekly, maybe even more, maybe even less. Um, and there's just so much and like, they're constantly like cycling out like popular stuff or like what they recommend or they'll, they'll do little promotions where they're like, okay, read a hundred chapters of one of these kind of like even smaller creator content. And like, they give you like, like a genre or like, a, like an area to go into. And like, even if you finish a hundred in these days, then, then we'll give you some fast pass coins, um, and, and stuff. And so it's, I think it's a really good system. Um. I mean, they, like Crunchyroll adapted one of their comics called Tower of God. Yeah. Oh, I've heard of that one. I didn't know yeah. that was Webtoon I mean, originally. Yeah, I mean, it, hmm. and, and it's good. And it's, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan. And I love that, like, it is truly free. Like, there's no, like, I mean, like, it's all of, all of the purchases, all of the add-ons, like, it's your choice completely your choice but you still get a full user experience without paying and it, and if anything like because how the fast pass works is that you um, some some creators will create a few extra weeks worth of content so that they can stay ahead um and so you can purchase up to three mm -hmm. weeks or four weeks or so um of extra content right but what that means is that when you've caught up there you either continue to pay or you wait like everyone else and so like, okay. the, the, the experience doesn't change if you pay more. You just get content a little bit earlier. Yeah. Nice. Mm -hmm. That's just fucking great. Okay. I, I really need to look a little... I've got the yeah. Webtoon app on my phone, but other than reading like Lunar Baboon, I haven't mm -hmm. read much on it, and I need to yeah. change that by the sound yeah, of it. It's really good. Um, <laughs> that's, Webtoons um, has like Adventures of Little Char in the Gang, which is like those adorable Pokemon comics of like... Of like Bubblesaur. Oh, sure. Oh, I read yeah, that one on really Facebook. Bubbles, it's like, so everyone cute. Everyone speaks like common tongue, but then Bubblesaur is like, Bubba, Bubba, Bubba. And like that one point they address it and they're like, how do you understand him? And like Char Charmander and Squirt are like, what do you mean he speaks like the rest of us? And they're like, he does not. <laughs> and they're like, I don't understand what you're saying. Uh, oh, yeah. it's so cute. But the Russo brothers are going to be producing Ooh. on Hercules. Sorry, going back to Hercules. Huh. To, to, to tie it back around. Um, yeah. I know there's a lot. Which, 
Wait, aren't they supposed to be making like Magic the Gathering or something like right. that? I think they're going to be directing on this. They're pro- on on that. They're going to be producing on mm. the Hercules, which means oh, they're. Right. Okay. I have a feeling that's more. I mean, producing side on movies is tends to be a little bit different than TV. Uh, so there's no telling how much they're actually going to be involved, but they seem to like to be a little bit hands-on with their projects. So I would, I would guess more than your average executive producer, but they're probably mostly going to be using a lot of their connections to make sure that they lock down some of the stars that they want and maybe even the crew that they want. Yeah, putting their name on it to be like, see, this is going to be important. There's Pay a ton attention of to it. Casting I mean, specifically for the Muses right now. Um, oh yeah, I've yeah. seen a lot of fan so casting I'm, I'm for the Muses too. Curious as to as to if they'll just kind of like left field it, like with um, like with with Princess and the Frog, where like a lot of big names auditioned for Tiana and they they picked a sweet girl out of it, mm. you know. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm more wondering with, like, Russo involvement if our Hercules isn't going to end up being, like, Chris Hemsworth oh, or Dave Bautista. They're, they're too handsome and too buff. For, they, <laughs> I don't know. I, I suppose Chris, they, they've already done the bad CGI on, oh, no, 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 it was on Chris Evans. Um, yeah. Different Chris. Different Chris. Yeah. Um, also, Chris Pine goes on... Goes on oh, creepy the show where old he, like, guy! He sings a song about how he's not this Chris; he's that Chris. It's very funny. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I mean, I, I suppose, I suppose they've done the shitty CGI of Skinny Hercules into Buff Hercules, but he's so he's so boyish. If if they're doing like a true Disney rendition, right? Like he never loses that kind of like that boyish innocence, that charm. Um, and these are like right. men. Uh, we'll see what happens. I'm more excited for it now that the Russos are on board. I have, I know most of my fond feelings for that movie are mostly nostalgia at this point. Cause I have reexamined it and been like, Oh, this movie sucks. Yeah. I was like, I was like, listen, <laughs> Hades is a lot better of a part of it than I appreciated as a kid. Right. Yeah. yeah but he's also played by James Woods. But, but also worst. Hades still sucks. Like he is. Yeah. Uh, Hades was better in the uh the tv oh, series the tv series see i never saw that i didn't have disney channel until way later <laughs> it was also <laughs> not great but you got yeah. more hades so <laughs> uh space jam 2 has okay, a name our... space jam colon a new, a new legacy. legacy okay um i was hearing rumors about how um, it was difficult for them to find um, basketball players to be the bad guys because no one wanted to get dunked on. <laughs> is, is, is there any truth That's to that? Funny. Do you guys know anything about it? Um, I, I don't know. We talked about this a little bit on one of our, our, our other episodes. I will be there like opening yeah. day in the theaters because of my yeah. love of Looney Tunes. But I kind of don't want this movie to be made. Yeah. <laughs> I will I will watch this movie if we decide to do an episode on the movie. Otherwise, I am probably going to decide I'm better off without it. I man, they legit will but have I my money. Want to do an episode on it, so <laughs> they will legit have my money just because I will go into the theater 
just scanning the background for the Gogo Dodo <laughs> Easter egg. Just so I can see Gogo Dodo on the big screen again. In fantastic and that's quality. <laughs> almost legitimately the only reason I'm gonna be there. And yeah. Marvin the Martian. Of course. Love me some Marvin. Oh yeah. So. I watched a Tasmanian lot of baby Devil. Looney Tunes uh, and I really liked it. Mm. Uh, aren't they making a new Looney Tunes series? I thought I saw something about that. I saw something about that too, but I don't know enough about it to say anything one way or another right now. But probably? <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> um... Chad Stoleski and David Leitch have confirmed that they will be adding some fight choreography for The Matrix 4. Uh, if you are not immediately recognizing those names, they are the guys behind the John Wick movies. Wow. Cool. And actually, when I was just looking up, I'm stupid impressed by their stunt credits. I looked them up earlier today, and like Stoleski was the guy that filled in for Brandon Lee after the accident on The Crow. Um, oh wow! Yeah, Leitch, so he's been doing this forever. Yeah, Leitch has been uh, Brad Pitt's stunt double like five different times, including in like Fight Club. These guys have been around, and I love fight choreography. And some of the John Wick stuff is amazing. The Matrix stuff was already amazing because it was choreographed by Wen Wo Ping, and I'm just glad that it's continuing getting amazing fight mm -hmm. fight choreographers. I, that's all. <laughs> Matrix 4 was never a thing I thought I was going to care about, but everyone involved seemed so legitimately, like, happy and interested in doing it that it makes me kind of excited because of them. Yeah. Uh, and then the big happy news that we'll end on for today. Uh, by the way, uh, happy Star Wars Day, guys. Yeah! It's May the 4th while we're recording this. Uh, Tyke is getting his movie. Yeah! Taika Waititi will be directing a Star Wars feature film and co-writing it alongside Christy Wilson Cairns, who wrote 1917, so... Which I have not seen, but people have just been fawning mm -hmm. over it since it came out. And that is maybe the best news I've heard in a while, because... Oh, Taika's just a treasure, so... <laughs> uh, and that's all I got for news. I actually that that went longer than I thought it was going to anyway. But we got we got news. That, that that's some mighty fine news there. All right, let's take a quick break and then we will dive into the digital world. So we've been thinking about doing this episode since we did the Pokemon episode. Because apparently it's a lot of fun to talk about weird children's thing that end with mon. Yeah, uh, all the mons. <laughs> and then, you know, they just happened to release new Digimon stuff for us, which gave us the perfect freaking excuse to dive into my childhood guilty pleasure. I am so glad we're talking about Digimon, and I'm so mad at myself for not giving myself more time this week to watch <laughs> more Digimon after my brain got like set back on this course watching the new episodes <laughs> in the ninth grade we had to do a like a comparison essay for english right um as like basically like 
saying like this is better than this because of x y and z and i wrote one on pokemon versus digimon um <laughs> my classmates were not amused but i definitely did digimon dirty because it was just easy to be like well pokemon is just much more like kid friendly like look at the scary monsters like in my heart to be like but digimon's so good like but yeah <laughs> so um i love love digimon <laughs> In a lot of ways, you're actually the inspiration for this episode, beyond just mentioning it in the Pokemon one, because you talk about Digimon on Facebook, and it kind of put it back in my uh-huh. memories. Because I hadn't watched Digimon in like <laughs> 10 years, at least, and I was probably drunk when I watched it then. Oh yeah, it's been a long-ass time for me, too. And this makes me so happy to re- be revisiting it. <laughs> So, what are people's, other than uh, essays doing Digimon Dirty, what is people's experience with Digimon? Where, what was your intro to it? Stuff like that. Uh, Alright, I'll start, because mine's going to be really okay. easy and simple. Um, I started watching it as soon as it came on. What Four was it? Kids. Was it Fox Kids? Four what was it coming on? I th- isn't it, think isn't it was Fox. Yeah. Four, yeah. yeah. Four Kids, something like that. What, August 1999. I was primed because because uh, it was another Mon. Like, Pokemon had already been out, and I'm like, Digimon, what's that? I like computers. It still has Mon. And I checked it out, <laughs> and uh, as I mentioned on our Pokemon episode, like, I didn't watch much Pokemon because the story of Digimon was so much better yeah. for me. It seemed a lot more... Uh, it, it was so much more tied to the real world... Uh, the stakes seemed so much higher to me. I like just the design of them overall a little bit more. Um, overall, there's some Pokemon that I'd be like, okay, no, I'm good. Like this is <laughs> this is my boy. But Sorlax, but on average, power. like I love Digimon designs more. The characters, I I was all there. But then I kind of left it all there. I watched uh, Adventure and uh, mm-hmm. Adventure O two. And then, like, it, I was already on the edge of it not being cool, and then I went into high school, and I was like, I'm not watching Digimon. So I kind of just <laughs> fell out of it from that point. So, um, I, But I still think about it every once in a while, and I sing the Digimon, Digital Monsters, to myself Digimon quite often. So. The champions. Um, I, don't, I don't remember exactly how I got into Digimon, because... 99 i would have been five right um and so and and i don't remember if i was exposed to anime or pokemon or digimon in time before or after um pokemon which would have like pokemon i think was really started around that that game boy color costco pack um but i definitely remember um watching it again when i was maybe like eight between 8 and 11, I remember being in Vietnam. My mom my mom would take us every other year to go to Vietnam. And I remember that summer, I just like, I'm, I'm usually pretty interactive with my cousins. That summer, I watched on my mom's tiny little mini laptop and I just busted out all of Digimon Adventure and Adventure O2. Um, and I remember oh, that very, yeah. very vividly. And I do remember the third one is when there was just three of them and they fused into their Digimon, right? That was the one with Maybe. the cards, yeah. I don't, it, there is, there is, there is Terrier Mon. I, um, 
with this with this like this kid with like kind of bluish hair um and then there was and then there was yeah. there was, there was, there was who's like who was kind of like was like this That was the fox. Yeah, the fox. And then there was a third one that I could not was it was he a red Digimon? I don't know. But I think that got too It, it was like a me. red dinosaur thing. Okay, yes. Um That is where I fell out to. That is I around the time pretty that I was heavily like, on that one. Yeah, it just got too weird. And then I think it kept going and I just never kept going. Yeah, I remember watching episodes occasionally cuz and we ended up with a channel with it and I'd occasionally be like, "Oh, I remember Digimon. This is funny." Mm-hmm. And it was just insane. Like I there at one point, they didn't have Digimon anymore. They just, like, turned into Digimon. Yeah. And I couldn't even tell what was happening anymore. No, like, yeah. It was, was like, just it weird. Was, okay, so Digimon 3, then, remind me, did me too much of almost, like, Zoids. You know how, like, he can, like, ride inside Zeke? Like, that was, it was, they were too similar for me. And I think it was into Zoids at the time. Oh, um, Zoids was cool. But, um, but, yeah, and then in, like, 2017, at the end of the year, I picked up Digimon Adventure Try, which is a direct sequel to um, Adventure 02, and that was so good. Um, but it took a little while for it to completely release everything, so I think I only recently finished it in the last year or so. Well, you're doing better than me. I dived back in recently mm-hmm. because of, um, well, because of all this. I watched. Digimon and I watched Digimon Adventure 2 mm-hmm. and I did not admit that I liked them because you know they were the not cool ones but yeah. I really liked them. I remembered last night when it came on when I was watching it my first episode heavily involved Ikakumon. Yeah. And it was like Devimon had like thrown them all off the island and it was the episode where Joe and Sora have to like get back to the island and Ikakumon is there. And they fight ghosts. Oh. As an episode, it does not make a whole lot of sense. No. But I was like, here's this fucking awesome giant thing that shoots horn missiles. <laughs> yeah. And I love this. <laughs> and then, like, I never watched. I don't think I've ever seen any of them all the way through. It was one of those that I would watch when it came on. Mm-hmm. And they were all just batshit insane. And it was always just an adventure that I enjoyed. Yeah, I mean, it. It, it For me, it had kind of like this odd feeling of like everything seemed like a filler episode, but it lent into like the bigger picture still. Yeah, there's a whole lot of standalone adventures, which is something that we don't see anymore, but was kind of how most 90s TV went of like, here's a standalone story and then like an overarching plot to the season that'll come in. Yeah. And, and honestly, if you asked me like today, if I really remembered any of... Digimon Adventure, like I, like I don't remember what the plot was. I like truly, I I remember, I remember Lady Devimon being a big fucking deal to me because I was so into Anja Woman that I was just like her alter, like it was my mind, just like I, I lost it. I don't remember. Wait, what did I miss? I'm back. Hi. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, I talked about how Digimon was like my my dirty secret. That I watched way later than I wanted to admit to. And then we were just talking about Lady Devimon. Yeah. Basically. Ah, works yeah. for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, and then, and then like, I like, I don't know who Jedi is. Like, all I remember of Jedi is he was the little man in the Digimon movie. Like, I don't remember his place in the series at all. 
I don't know if he's a little human that was trapped in the digital world. Like, as an adult, I have so many questions as to who he actually he is. He just popped up in the episode that I was watching last night. Because uh-huh. I was like... Because in theory, this is supposed to be about the new series, but I got... Like, watched the three episodes of the new series, and I went, oh, I'm going to watch all the old yeah, ones now, too. Yeah, like, I need more. Um, and Cece, who never watched Digimon, is just watching, being like, what the fuck is happening on yeah. this show? <laughs> um, but... Jedi just appeared, and they ask him what he is, and he just kind of doesn't answer, and is like, okay, here's your quest now. I'm your little digital Merlin. Wonderful. Um, I'm like, are you human? And he's like, here's your quest. But anyways, in theory, this is about the new movie, or not the new movie, the new show, Mm -hmm. which is Digimon Adventure, and then just like colon, is there a subtext to that I don't remember? Yeah, no. no, not yet. No, yeah, I think it's just or called not at Digimon all. Adventure, and in parentheses you get 2020. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it is a reboot of original Digimon. It's only out in Japan. Only like three episodes have come out. I'm still probably mm-hmm. going to use the American names for people, because mm-hmm. I grew up on those. Oh, yeah. It, it wasn't for me. It wasn't uh, until Digimon Adventure Try that I ever watched anything in Japanese. Mm. And so, um, but that was like really cool seeing how much care um, the translators took to still adapt most of the names, like very well. Mm -hmm. Digimon Try is interesting because it's, you would never have with Pokemon, hey, let's see what happened to these characters when they grew up. Yeah. That just wouldn't be a thing. still 10, isn't he? Yeah. yeah, Ash is 10 in the year 2020. He has been doing this for 25 <laughs> years now. I was going to say, you just saying He's Pokemon 10. and grow up in the same sentence didn't, like, didn't click. My Everything <laughs> in my brain just sort of skipped for a second. Like, that, those things don't go together. <laughs> and it, like, it doesn't bother me. It's much like the Simpsons where they're never aging and that's okay. Mm-hmm. But Digimon always had more story and being allowing it to grow up no matter how fucking bizarre Digimon is, yeah. let it do things that Pokemon could never even consider. Mm-hmm. And and I feel like a really great way that it like rolled into that was that like the like Kari and TK were so young when the first season was out, and then for them to kind of roll into the second adventure, but not be and and like and like they kept so much of their experience and stuff, but they didn't overtake the show either. Was really interesting to see, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I really liked them as the vets, which is fun because yeah. I really hate TK as a little kid watching this show now. I love TK. You leave the sweet boy alone. <laughs> My main question is, what the hell is that hat? The hat. Listen, like, I kind of okay. love it, but everyone else has, like, relatively normal things they're wearing. It's weird anime <laughs> design, but, like... I mean, listen, he never really gets, it, gets rid of the weird hat. <laughs> yeah, he just picks up a bucket hat yeah. like 10 years before hipsters took it on Look, I, I say as an owner of a bucket hat uh, I'm not gonna lie I was always more okay with the hat than I was with uh, the goggles listen the goggles worked uh, for Ty but I hate Davis I mm. hate I like ugh, ugh. <laughs> right, it's like they made Ty but worse and then they made him obsessed with his sister which I was not down with because I swear to the Lord, 
if they do not marry TK and Kari off in this season, I'm over. I'm done. <laughs> Just fucking riot. It is. Just. <laughs> it has, this has been... This has been 20 years of my life just waiting for them to get together. There's no reason why they would set us up like this and give them complimentary Digimon and make their brothers best friends and then just not marry them. I don't understand. (laughs) And I prayed for it in try and it didn't happen. I remember you getting really mad about that. Yeah. I (laughs) yes. Yes, that was that that I think that that one was the first like wave like this year that I had gone through about how upset I was. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. My favorite was uh, from that second one. Cause Davis, you're right. Was a punk who was weird. Like Kari's my girl. And I'm like, learn about consent. You little asshole. Yeah. Um, but the kid with the armadillo that spoke Cody. with a Texan accent, Cody. Yeah. Cody and armadillo were the shit. They were so cute. I love they were just, they were just everything they did was like right right I okay to to the comment of you not liking TK as a kid I feel like Cody is like kind of like the 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 correct way that they could have done a younger character you know mm-hmm. listen TK had a lot of separation anxiety he, <laughs> he had divorced parents right and his best friend is his brother who like lives in a different city or something and then for vacation he goes to his grandma's house out in the country dk dk's doing the best he can (laughs) (laughs) okay i'm gonna have to watch it now through this lens and see i just was watching last night the episode where patamon's like how am i going what am i going to ditch evolve into and he keeps coming up with like pig variations <laughs> Patamon's eventually just like dude what the fuck like he's a, like listen I don't think TK's ever seen an animal not a pig <laughs> <laughs> you don't know that and then of course he gets he gets, he gets a man you're like what are you turn into and he gets like whatever it was I didn't think it was gonna be a full grown ass man with a six pack <laughs> <laughs> fucking Fabio with wings yeah. is my Digimon partner I was like, I, for sure TK has never seen one of those before oh man you guys are all making me wish that i would have done more of my old school homework because i'm having vague memories of like all of this and it's flooding back but it's not as fresh on the tip of my tongue as like this new one my entire well i I mean that i was done i was just like this new one is all up in my mind right now (laughs) because it went insane from the get-go Oh, yeah, I'm... my entire plan really for this episode was to pull the cord of Tiffany and let it rip and see what came out of her mouth here about Digimon <laughs> for like an hour and a half, yes, uh, which I'm so far is going great. How many <laughs> uh, okay, uh, but I'm curious. So you you guys both have the old stuff a little bit more fresh on your mind. What did you think mm-hmm. of this new one then? It surprised me. I did not. I found myself when I first turned it on. Like, prepping myself to dislike it, being like, oh, oh, I'm having fun watching the old one. I, I can't do it with the new one. And then it was hardcore. It's fuck nuts insane. I yeah. know. I'm, I'm so on board. Yes. <laughs> I went into it not really knowing what to expect, right? I didn't do any research on it before. Um, I thought it would just be kind of like, kind of like, just like a, a very straightforward, like, remake of it. Um, 
I, I cried all three episodes, right? I just had so many emotions. <laughs> um, I have a lot of conflicting emotions about, like, them jumping fuck not crazy so early on. But also, I think some of my big feelings, um, um, if we can just kind of dive right into what's going on and into the plot, um, I felt like, like them going into the camp together and then falling into the digital together is so much a core of them then as a gang sticking through everything together. Mm-hmm. Um, that in this in this new reboot with um, with with Ty and Izzy kind of only just meeting, which like they all kind of do, but like them being at the train station and then only Ty falling into the digital world and then seeing Matt, who seems very seasoned, right? Right. Yeah, Matt seemed like um, he'd already been there for a bit. Yeah. Um, really. Um, like. I just I don't know how they're going to be able to build that same sense of immediate camaraderie because they're really not in it together, and I feel like that was such a big message of at least the American version of um, of Digimon was that they're like, well, being a Digidestin means that you're part of a team. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't do this alone, and so and and of course this is very fresh for me just watching that digit that Digimon movie again. Um, where, um, where you know, Willis is is alone through all this, um, this entire time, and it goes and so terribly like for him. Very fresh of like, well, then what has Matt been doing alone all this time? Learning how to ride Garurumon. Yeah, learning how to ride Garurumon. <laughs> apparently, um, and then they just bring Being out the... Omnimon like that. Right. Like, so that's right the big. What back? the fuck? Like, yeah, it took what. 52 episodes in a movie to get to him, and they were like, episode two. End of episode two. two. Omnimon. Immediate. I'm just like, well, and and I do feel like the the whole digital crisis thing is, was like a big part. It's almost the entire plot of the first half of Digimon the movie, right? Mm -hmm. Was that digital Mm -hmm. crisis. And and the Digimon um, that they have in the reboot I don't even really know if I even learned its name, but like it has very like Inframon, Diaboramon vibes, especially with like the wobbling eyes. Right. Ooh, I just looked at it's uh, Argomon. Argomon, okay. Miu, please leave Mother alone. <laughs> <laughs> Dog is making an entry. She's, yeah. <laughs> Puppymon. Um, and so and so it had very Diaboramon, Inframon vibes. Um, I just Omnimon. You, there, there's so much build up to lead him to there, especially like with his name kind of being, you know, it's like, it's like Omni is like, it's everything, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so it just, how do they go up from here? Yeah, they went straight to 11. And the question is, can they like maintain that? Right. And, and, and is, si- it, is it like, is it like the thing where like ashes, please, Mew, for the love of God, do not like me. <laughs> Um, I did. Have either of you watched the uh, the the Voltron reboot, Legendary Defender, mm-hmm. on Netflix? Uh, I've seen a few episodes of it. I'm wondering if they're going to kind of roll Omnimon the same way that they did Voltron on that show, where the first okay. time they form Voltron was like panic instincts. It's like yeah. that second that you're able to like lift a car off a person. Right. It, it was that sort of thing. And then they're like, why can't we, can't we do this again? Why can't yeah. we do this? Why can't we do this? And they had to work back to being Voltron again. Yeah. Um, that could work. Um, I don't I know. I'm also wondering if it's... Movie. Uh-huh. I'm also just wondering, though, if it's going to set up for just 
like we're getting Omnimon already, so we're just going to go bigger and crazier from the get go. Yeah, but like I just I feel like I I feel, okay I remember being so excited about War Greymon and Metal Garurumon, like so so yeah. stinking excited, right? And of course, like with, with I'll still stand by War Greymon. That design is just so, pitch fucking perfect. It's, it's so cool, beautiful. I won't um, stand as much near next to Metal Garurumon because it's <laughs> a little bit more. Garurumon was better. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like, and in and for me, I think a lot of it is like it's like kind of that selfish thing of like, well, with the reboot, it's for this this generation. I do understand, and I want them to kind of go through that same emotional journey that I've gone through and feel for the same things that I feel for, right? Mm-hmm. And I like like going with Omnimon right off the bat because because Omnimon is 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 a blend of Metal Gurumon and War Greymon. And it's like okay, well, they haven't even made it to those to to those evolutions yet. Um and so it, it takes a lot of the impact away, but also it takes away a lot of that importance and that journey that it took them to get there almost, you know? Like I feel like without even them without them even showing Metal Gurumon and War Greymon, it it, the 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 awe of Omnimon doesn't quite make sense, and even the build of Omnimon doesn't quite make sense. Yeah, the first time I remember watching that movie for the first time and just being like, "Holy shit, this is!" They they just got sucked into a computer, and now they're making amazing Pokemon. Not Pokemon. <laughs> Not Pokemon. <laughs> um, hey, at least I didn't say Monster Rancher. Um, but at the same time, as much as, and I super agree with you on showing Omnimon too fast, I'm really glad they didn't just, let's remake the old one as is. Mm-hmm. Right. Because if you're going to, if you're going to reboot something, you still need to say something kind of new with it. Yeah. Especially with people, things that have a weirdly devoted fan base, like Digimon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> No, I, I do like the art a ton. Um, I will say that we're three episodes in and they're still doing Izzy dirty because his face looks so flat. Mm. Just so flat. Like, like it looks almost like, like Digimon movie, like bad animation. Um, <laughs> which, like, Matt was one of my first animated crushes. Like, he was so handsome and he, like, played guitar and he, like, sings. It's, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, I do like that Izzy is immediately given a place where he has, like, friends and is useful because <laughs> he is the ultimate 90s stereotype awkward nerd yeah. in the original series. Like, him and Joe are so obnoxious in their first appearances. <laughs> they, and, and so, so you guys haven't watched Adventure Try, which takes place in about real time, like, 2017-ish, right? Okay. Um, mm-hmm. Relatively, I think that like they do some time skipping, but their ages are progressing slowly. So they're all going into high school, or they're all they're all in high school or something like that. Um, and like Izzy, <laughs> Izzy admits that his mom still shops for him his clothes, and so he creates a and, and he and he's like and he you get scenes of him being too flustered to talk to like retail people, and so he <laughs> creates a program that shows him. Like, like by putting it in his measurements and such, it shows him all the optimal and options of like outfits that he can wear because he wants to be trendier because Mimi's back. 
<laughs> oh, he's got a crush on Mimi. Yes, in this. he has a crush on Mimi, which is a weird development because I I still kind of stand by a lot of like Mimi and Joe, like how like Mimi's so eccentric and out there, and Joe is like high strung and like can't get over the end. Thought that they always thought like they'd be good for each other, but Mimi's constantly traveling with her dad, which she still does. Mm. But yeah, so so yeah, so like so, like Izzy is still like so fucking awkward in. And he's like he's now like as a high schooler is like this big like sought after um, techie guy like even in the states and so like they're like they're kickstarters that are based in Japan that give him an office and he's still so awkward. <laughs> uh, I I like Izzy a lot more than I did originally. Joe I've always enjoyed, mm-hmm. and I was reminded that uh, watching the old ones and seeing a, a little bit of her in this Sora is a fucking queen. I love Sora. Sora's great. <laughs> I I love Sora so much for some reason. Mm-hmm. No, I mean Sora Sora is is so strong, right? And like and she's tomboyish, but she but she's still so feminine in like her very traditional Japanese ways. Um but like but never but things never seemed forced or out of place with Sora. You just looked at her and you're like, "Oh no, that's just Sora." I I feel like I feel like Mimi like they like they very like tried really hard to make her this like overly girly girl like spoiled princess and such and like when i had watched digimon adventure try again like i had this big post and i can't find it because it's like somewhere in october and i'm not gonna look back that many years <laughs> yeah. for it but i had this <laughs> I, had, I had had this big kind of like reflective post about how i hated mimi as a kid because she was like she seemed so spoiled and annoying and like cried at everything all this stuff and then I, as i'm growing up right i'm like i'm mimi like as much as i would love to be sora akari like i'm like I'm Mimi, like, in all of her flaws, in all of her growth, in, like, how, like, Mimi, like, Mimi's, because, because, let me see, Sora is the crest of friendship or love? Sora is love. She's love, right? Mimi is, um, sincerity. Sincerity, yes, okay. Yeah, so Mimi really does embody it, right? Like, she, she, she really just, like, she sees something and she immediately loves it. She's always been the most empathetic of them. Right, and you see it mm-hmm. in the episodes where, like, there's some, like, gross slug, like, sewer-looking things, and they call her their queen. Like, she's Queen Mimi. <laughs> um, and you're sitting there, like, what? And, like, and, like, you know, like, Mimi is, like, that stereotypical girl who, like, she, like, hated them at first, and she was disgusted by them, but she's so empathetic that she gets over it. Um, and so, as an adult, I'm able to much more appreciate um, all of her flaws and how it builds into... All of her strengths. She's one of the ones that befriends Ogremon too, isn't she? Yeah. Hmm. Yep, that's that's Queen. Who was Mimi. voiced by uh, Jet from Cowboy Bebop, which is just <laughs> endlessly hilarious to me. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, so I feel like I feel like Sora has always like just been like unapologetically Sora in everything that she does, which you know did stand against a lot of like stereotypes at the time right and but she wasn't so overtly mm-hmm. tomboyish that like that you felt like she was out of place when she was wearing her kimono and doing like floral arrangements and kind of meeting her very traditional mother um but also like the fact that she like she wears pants and she has like her silly hat that like she and Ty are constantly arguing about um it, and and for her to like really like jump right in there but also to give her like to give her instead of Mimi the weird love triangle yeah, I forgot about that. In season two, they're randomly just like, now there's a love triangle. Yeah. Matt's interested too. Yeah, exactly. You're like, <laughs> where are you 
come from, Matt? Um, and 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 it and it continues in. Um, did you want to adventure try? Let me tell you, it doesn't go away. Mm, tell us. Um, you know, I mean, did you want to adventure try? Basically, opens with like Matt inviting Sora to his show, and then you also find out later that it's on the same day as Ty's soccer game, and Sora's like freaking out. She's like, "Okay, well, like if I go to the show first, then I can make it to the soccer game, but it only works." Um, if he goes on this time, okay, what, what if I do the soccer game first and then I go to the show, but if Matt plays first, then I'm screwed. And like <laughs> this back and forth. Um, huh. <laughs> yeah. And so, and so, yeah. So, so that whole love triangle goes on and like, honestly, like I don't even know, like I'm, I'm usually pretty, like pretty like fast about like who I want to end up with whom. Right. But like I, it just never, I could never really decide Matt or Ty? Um, I just oh, never Ty, felt 100%. like. I just never felt. Listen, like I don't, but but but, <laughs> but we don't know if that's like a healthy thing right? because a lot of the interactions are like, like he'll say something because he's dumb, and then she takes it so personally and she gets upset. And I'm like, that's not really healthy. And then like, and then he'll kind of apologize, but he kind of doesn't. Like 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 in the movie, right? He's like, he's like, sorry, I gave you the pen. I feel like I haven't messed up since I accidentally threw up in your hat and then didn't tell you about it and you put it on. But like, what's a few raindrops between friends? And I'm like, that's not an apology. You're like, Ty, no. Right. Um, but also, okay. like, Matt. I'll is give like, you that. Matt is like similarly, like, emotionally stunted, right? Although, um, I mean, yeah. So I just, I just never had strong feelings about any of them ending up together. Um, nowhere near my feelings about TK and Kari. I don't know if anything comes near my feelings about TK and Kari. <laughs> Matt falls into the anime stereotype of the, like, distant cool guy. Oh, yeah. That has never been my favorite character archetype. Mm-hmm. See, I was going to say he falls in the archetype of, oh, that's the character I wish I was. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but there's also kind of that. Like, he's the cool one. Yeah, no, and, and like, and like for me, like, I, I feel like Matt, you know, like, Matt has a lot of the that, like, that 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 cloud like like shadow the hedgehog like Sasuke kind of like edgy boy <laughs> shadow vibe. Shadow the hedgehog. <laughs> right? You guys know what I'm talking about. Uh, Prince Zuko is who I think yeah, of, Prince and Zuko. the fire ice kid from My Hero Academia. Oh yeah, to- to- Todoroki. Um, but like, but in and I don't like to put Todoroki on this list because because you get to kind of see a lot of like why he is the way he is where like Sasuke I'm just like I get like your family died and I think it really sucks that your family died but also but stop being a bitch then like then like you chose to live by yourself in that complex <laughs> you know <laughs> um and like and like and, and like same with kind of like Cloud right it's like I like I get that like your best friend mentor died and like you were there and it like it really sucks but also like you kind of choose to be like a little bit like you're kind of choosing your path here you're kind of creating manifesting your own destiny um and a lot of matt is that like like he like acts really tough and stuff but they also very much put a lot of time and effort into showing like how much of an empathetic and like good big brother he is um and how much he mm-hmm. cares about tk and then also like like how worried he is about his dad constantly right and i'm like mm-hmm. it just seems like his dad is like not always there and he's just like what are you doing, Dad? Like I don't understand. And like, and he even like checks up on his mom every now and then, like through TK. And like, I don't think that they ever really dive into the circumstances of divorce. But I think that was one of my one of my first like TV, um, like depictions of divorce. Oh, okay. 
yeah, yeah. that I had ever seen. Um, but yeah, so I, I feel like I feel like a lot of that offsets his his edgy boy kind of um, demeanor and like archetype. Uh, when my parents divorced, we lived in the same town, but I lived with my dad and my sister lived with my mom. Mm-hmm. So the episode where they talk about they live in different places and the relationship is kind of weird because of it. Mm-hmm. Mine was very different from theirs, but I definitely like there was a being seen to that. Uh, we talk a lot in the show about how representation matters, and that is one that I think doesn't get talked about as much, but is still very important mm-hmm. is, you know, representation isn't just people of all races and people of all genders. And, and that is crazy important. Do not get me wrong, mm-hmm. but also stuff like seeing people whose parents are divorced right. was like a big thing for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was just, I, I always just kind of fell on with Matt cause I have a little brother that I find annoying. <laughs> See, I was especially the at the time. Brother. So yeah. <laughs> I was, I was TK, except I didn't have my magic Fabio monster. So come save me. <laughs> um, yeah. So well, that I was mean, always just kind of like, oh no, I get it. Like I love him, but like he sucks. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But also shut the fuck up, kid. <laughs> yeah. Get out of here. Uh, well, yeah, and, and, and I think it was really tough because in, in most of Adventure, um, it's just TK. Like, there's no Kari yet um, because Kari, Kari was sick and didn't go to the camp. And so for, for a big part of it, like, I think, like, now it's like, I'm the only fucking one stuck with a mm-hmm. sibling. And if my sibling dies, I die. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, and also being the only kid because everyone else is close to the same age. Yeah, because cause even, even Izzy, who's a little bit younger, like, he doesn't relate to TK, because TK is, like, TK's a baby. TK m- must have, like, what, they're they're all in, like, elementary going into middle school, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, this one, the new one said that Izzy was in fourth grade. Yeah, and... So they're in, like, fifth or sixth. Right, and then TK has to be in, like, second grade or something. Uh-huh. Like, TK's, mm-hmm. T- TK, the age gap is significant enough. Um, to where, like, Matt, like, is truly an older brother who is responsible instead of just, like, you know, like, oh, I'll watch your kid in the car while I go get gas. Um, <laughs> um, but also, like, like, Matt's crest is a crest of friendship. Um, and so, and, and, and I think that they really show a lot more of it. Or maybe I just remember it more in, in Adventure Try because basically when, when this town is attacked again, right, Ty goes this huge conflict of he's, like, He's seeing a lot of collateral damage and he is having a lot of time reconciling with it um, because he's like, okay, well, like, every time Digimon come, like, like people get hurt, things get destroyed. Mm-hmm. Like who, who fixes it? Right. When it is our fault. Um, and that's th- something Pokemon never would do, by the way, <laughs> just getting that. No, out there. no. <laughs> yeah. And, like, and, t- and, and Ty has this huge conflict about it. Like while there's all this news reports about people like being awful to the, all all the Digimon involved, right? They're like, they just like, they're like, just go die, blah, 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 blah. And so when Matt figures out that TK is having these feelings, he gets really upset. And he's like, how dare you not stand up for our Digimon friends when you know it's not their fault. And Ty's like, but look at the damage that we still caused. And like, and like Matt the entire time, he's like, he's like not hearing it, right? He's like, he's just like, it's not their fault. You know that you of all people, like, as a self-proclaimed mm-hmm. leader, like, you have to be there to support them because they are here for us. 
And so I think that him really growing into the like the ultimate champion of the Digimon, when you would think that traditionally they would give that role and that growth to the to the leader. Um, right. Really, really then kind of built this big image of like, while Tai is kind of like your traditional single leader, a lot of it is that he works hand in hand with Matt. And that's why Matt has this huge role. That's why Omnimon is able to be born. Because also, um, later on in Tri, they have trouble forming Omnimon because Tai can't focus and Tai, Tai isn't willing to um, to accept the risks that come with forming Omnimon. And so you end up realizing that Omnimon is is also like a, a state of mind for Matt and Tai and that mm. they both have to be really in it together in order for him to even exist. Omnimon really is just fusion from Steven Universe, the more it yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would say I I think that's one of the things that I I kind of enjoyed about this new series is that I agree with your point from earlier that with the original series it was like the team from the beginning, all of them showing up at the same time was a big thing. Mm-hmm. I like how this is almost highlighting the the Ty Matt relationship from the beginning. Mm-hmm. No, that is true. And it's like, they have to have something special for the rest of this to work. Mm-hmm. And so this is the first time we're going to throw them together and be like, all right, you guys, some shit's about to go down. If you guys don't do this, nukes. So right. let's let's make sure well, nukes don't happen. <laughs> it kind of explains why they go so much farther, too, because everyone else gets their Digimon up to, uh, what is it? It's champion um, ultimate, mega. To ultimate mode. Mm-hmm. And then they get, yeah, mega. Yeah. Digivolve, so they get War Greymon or, or, and Metal Guru Rumon, and everyone else is stuck like a level below, being like, "Okay, you guys have fun." I'm trying to think. I know for sure that Andre Woman, um, and and Anjuman are already ultimate. Hmm, hold on, the whole Andre Woman thing is very confusing because Gatamon is a champion. Um, but she's like that's not right. champion powerful. She's like way weaker because than of any that, other because champion because we of that, see. That tail ring. Um, but uh, I, I okay. think I think it's also like a jump set that they give to Kari because she missed out on so much, you know. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, whoops, but, okay, let's get forward here, shall we? <laughs> and then, and so then that would make Anja Anja Woman her ultimate form. And then there's there's Seraphimon. No, Seraphimon is. Is the Egyptian one, but 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 there's there's the glowing fox that always pairs with Magna Dramon. Um and there. Yeah, I didn't like Megaphones. that. Like the, I I wanted her to be like basically Magna Andrew Woman. Mm-hmm. Like, let let's continue the kind of human form, and she turns into. It's like a bigger oh, baby. God, it reminded me of Falcor from Neverending Story. To be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, so so then I know then since so I know whatever that evolution is past Anja Woman would be their their mega, and then and then Anjaman is ultimate champion, and, right? Because because no, Patamon is rookie, making Anjaman champion. That's a that's a buff champion. It <laughs> yeah, it he holds up forever, and then manga uh, Magnajaman, Magna Anjaman. Thank you. Um, would ends be up being able to take on mega levels as an ultimate. Like, he yeah. is just stupid powerful. And then when he dies, poor GK. Oh my goodness. 
<laughs> just, I was like, and like, and I think that just hurt so much because TK was a baby, right? Like TK's yeah. a baby, and and for TK to have to to make that sacrifice when when I think the rest of the series, I don't think any other Digi Destin has had to make that sacrifice aside from Willis, but Kokomon needed to be reset anyways. Um, but well, like, and it took about four seconds. Like I remember it being this huge thing. I watched yeah. the episode. He like pops up, does one move, and dies. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, but, but it was a very important. It was a very important move. Um, <laughs> look, it's well, solved. and then in uh-huh. in Adventure Two, they have an episode where Devamon comes up, and TK is just straight up traumatized. Yeah, like, like even the mention of Devamon, mm-hmm. and like TK is like much more grown at this point. Um, and and I do feel like TK draws the short end of the, he always draws a short stick here because in try right they have to deal with infected Digimon, um, where like they're infected by a virus and that'll just create these big world gaps in between the worlds, then um, and so they have to do a force reboot, which then wipes their memories and like reboot first Digimon to get infected in their group it's Patamon. Oh no! And like Fucking TK has hell. to hold Patamon. Pat- Patamon's like, Patamon, or I, like, like Patamon's like, listen, like if it gets bad, like you have to do what's right. And TK cannot. TK cannot bring himself to do it, and he keeps it a secret, and he doesn't let Patamon go to play with the other Pokemon anymore, or the, the other Digimon anymore. Oh my God! Now I have it too. <laughs> he doesn't. He doesn't let Patamon go play with his friends anymore, and he takes Patamon with him and I think hides I lost him. You guys. And I think it's because he has to face this over and over and over again. It's only TK. Mm. I do feel like it's just it's in in in, and I think it is a big responsibility to give um, such a young child like he's cause, because his is the crest of hope, right? Um, which then like does lend into why he's constantly in these situations. But that's rough. That's so rough to give, like a sec. A, how old are you when you're saying eight? Right, and don't know, he doesn't like even yeah. look like he's eight. He looks like he's six, so he might be even younger. Yeah, I would have guessed because he's like playing with bouncy castles and yes. stuff. I would have guessed like five. Yeah, like, the fact that he lends so well into. Do you remember the Pokemon? Uh, the, the, the the Digimon. Fuck, I'm gonna kill myself. Um, I'm not, but I'm very upset with myself for mixing them up. But like <laughs> the, the the whole the, the 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 Digimon primary care, um, world. Like, oh yeah, like, like the little baby place. Yeah, like, like oh, TK yeah. fits so well in there, right? He's a baby. He's a baby, and so, and so to give him the crest of hope and tell him that he is beacon of hope, um, and then and then to force him to relive this awful experience of having to lose his his Digimon, and then and then Patamon doesn't always come back with all his, with all his memories. Like the, it it was kind of a reset, and I think he like kind of trickled back his memories a little bit. But like, like TK's too young to really understand that, and so like he definitely gets the rough draw there. Um, Jesus. Very similarly to where how Kari, you know, coming in late in the game is the light, um, but also she's constantly possessed. I'm like what's <laughs> like 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 weird Digimon spirits can speak to her. They all expect great things of her, um, and I'm sure that that these were all setups. I can't say I'm sure, but these are likely all setups for when they grew older and needed all this. But I'm like, that's still fucked. Like as an adult, like as a kid, I'm like, wow, like that's so cool. Like I'm little, like I can take on these responsibilities. I can't. Yeah. No. I'm 30 and I could deal with most of the shit they deal with. 
I'm wondering after after talking about TK getting the short end of the stick, mm-hmm. I'm wondering if his experience and I'm sure it did just because the the sheer amount of people that watched, but I wonder if his experience helped any of the young kids watching deal with like the loss of a pet for the first time. Yeah. I wonder if like that was maybe Dealing part of the lesson because he was so much younger than the others mm-hmm. that he's not an audience stand in for the other viewers. He's the audience mm-hmm. stand in for Themselves. the younger, the yeah. super younger viewers who mm-hmm. haven't had to deal with some of these things yet. Yeah, and and I feel like that this is this an extreme loss, right? It's not like it's not like Ash dealing with like do I evolve Pikachu? And like <laughs> you know like which which I do remember like feeling that very vividly of like okay, well like, if you evolve Pikachu, yes he becomes Raichu, but how much of Pikachu does he lose and all this stuff like like he loses like Patamon dies. Yeah. <laughs> um and then I remember him carrying like carrying the cute egg around. So, so um, but also, I, I, I do then wonder if all of this is kind of why they then either, I mean, you know, like pretending like we're in their world is this why TK doesn't assume the position of leader in Adventure 02. Because I always thought that like TK would be a great leader, right? Very empathetic. TK and Kari were the people like built to be leaders and yes. they just listened to Davis for some yeah, reason. And, and they just weren't. I mean, they had their own adventures, like like when they had their their armored eggs. Like, they had done their own adventure on the side, and I lived for that. The fact that they got to do their own adventures, like, meant so much. It was so fun. Um, I remember just seeing the armored eggs and being like, armored eggs? Yeah. Hello. <laughs> um, and the fact that, like, they like they, they got to keep their own Digivice for a while, too. And then, of course, they upgraded, because, you know, you always want to upgrade a little bit. Um, oh, the first-gen Digivices looked so much better, is, though. They make um, AirPod cases for them. <laughs> oh my god! And I didn't know that until I'd already decked out my AirPod case with like Sailor, Sailor Neptune stuff. But my sister got it, and I was like, ah, living my Digidescent dream. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I I definitely stayed on my computer late nights, like hoping it would glow. Um, but yeah, it's like they they were born leaders. They they their their positions and how much impact they had in when they were children like would have went very well to it and neither of them wanted it yeah yeah that's fair they kind of played the elder statesman of that season mm-hmm. uh, i do feel like whenever a character is given like they are the whatever of hope they are also never the leader mm-hmm. so i don't know I, I don't know if that archetype holds up but i feel like it does just like trying to think of things across like in my head yeah, right now. No, I, I, I do. I mean, uh, aside from, um, aside from my hero academia, where like all might is literally like the symbol. Oh no, he's the symbol of peace. Which I, I think they also try mm-hmm. to like lend into hope. But yeah, I mm. think, I think that that is too much to put on one character, and then I think that, then creates a very um, disconnected viewer experience. I think because because if they're too much of one great thing, you're sitting there and you're like, I hate them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and hope is one of those things that, like, you get a much better, or not a much, but maybe a much easier story of the leader starts to lose faith, hope, mm-hmm. literally. Yeah. And then they can talk to, you know, Avatar of Hope mm-hmm. and have it. But I don't know if TK ever them had back that forward? relationship with Ty. Like, that was that was Matt for TK, right? I mean, sorry, that, 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 yeah, that, that was Matt for of, Ty. 
he did sort of have it with Davis a few times where Davis started to like. I don't know. I mean, mm-hmm. Davis sucks. I mean, we're, yeah, I was like, right most of Davis front, but... I tried to finish from my line. Um. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I liked Vimon. I liked Flame Dramon specifically. Um, yeah, Flame Dramon's the shit. So cool. Um, but also, um, Ray Dramon, the motorcycle, also <laughs> so cool. Um, and I loved <sighs> I Demi love Vimon. Oh, so cute. This is the baby. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, they all share. See, I, uh-huh. I didn't like the baby poke or Digimon as a kid because I was like, oh, they're babies. I'm an adult, like 12 year old. <laughs> shut the fuck up, kid. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I, I need some of them more Ricky Digimon toys in, in the world. Ag- Agumon's baby form. Koromon? I can't. What is that? Koromon? Is fucking adorable. Um, wait, the, the 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 little black fuzz or the or the pink weird like monster. What is it? What is what Both. is that anime? What? what is that anime? It's not Monster Hunter, but it's a mon- monster jam monster. Monster Rancher. Monster, monster Rancher. Rancher. Yep. Which, if I could find, we would do an episode on that one too. We would just do the trifecta of <laughs> uh, monster shows that I was obsessed <laughs> yeah. with when I was like ten. Was was Monster Rancher the one where you could like? get certain monsters by putting in like CDs and it would read the yeah, info and generate your CD ones. collection and put them in. And they were almost always just like a recolor of like the same basic four monsters. That's right. <laughs> but I went through my dad's CD collection and he works radio. So he had hundreds of CDs and like every one of them and like meticulously recorded what you got out of it. And, and yeah, cause every once in a while you get something useless. gold. Like, yeah, yeah. You'd be like, oh man, I didn't know that Aqua Aquarium would give me that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah so, um, oh yeah, so yeah, so, so it was Koromon, and then I, I don't remember the name of the little black fuzzy, like, bear, but they're also very cute. No, but it's super fucking cute, that's the point. <laughs> um, but, um, but Palmon, Gatomon's, um, rookie, so cute. <laughs> So, with the new series, we're only three episodes in, mm-hmm. but do you guys have any guesses where it could be heading after its insanity already with, like, Omnimon? And... Yeah. Um, or any hopes of where it might go, I guess. Yeah, so in, in that, of, that, too. In terms of ideas, I don't, because the, because the third episode kind of just glosses over that camp really quickly, right? And then they're mm-hmm. already back home. And so it seems like that camp is very... Um, insignificant in terms I do know the next episode is titled Bergermon Soars so we're going to get more of, of Sora. Uh, Sora which makes me happy yeah I mean I... just just with that information alone like I would I would think that like maybe they would bring the Digidestin in one by one um, I'm going to be most curious about how they drag Joe out of his study class <laughs> yeah, that's the only place we've seen him so far. Yeah, but also I, um, I do feel like TK and Kari will have a bigger role in this than they already do because when their brothers are fighting, like they're both able to sense something more. And also, you see little feathers floating around them. Right, that was yeah. Cool. Kari was used mm-hmm. immediately here. The feather was cool. the The silhouette of the feather in the yeah. shadow. Yeah. So. Uh, um, and so bringing in their importance, kind of like. Like, right off the bat, um, I think does, I mean, while, while it conflicts with how I felt about 
Omnimon, right? Because I thought that was too too soon. I do feel like that will save us a lot of time of like building up to like, because looking for that eighth Digidestined was brutal. Right. It was. Oh, it was so satisfying painful. when she finally like was found though. Yeah, well, she was right there. Like we all knew it. We all knew it. <laughs> <laughs> Zach, any any thoughts where nope. it might be going or hopes for where it could go with this new one? Since we're only, I, I mean, we're, there's there's very little info. Only three episodes. But. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I have two characters: one who I really want to see, and one who I really don't want to see. Okay, mm-hmm. I'll do don't first. And he was, I can't remember his name, but he looked kind of like a lion wearing like a bear suit. And he had a, he did an Elvis impersonation. Oh, I know exactly who you're talking about. Um, (laughs) And he was like the like mid-level boss that was in the way, like after Devamon, but before Myotismon. Oh shit. Yeah. I hated him. And he just popped up in the episode I was watching before we recorded this. And it turns out I still hate him, guys. (laughs) That has not gone away. Oh my god. Uh, and then I Etamon. want Myotismon. Is it is it Etamon? Etamon. Yes, yeah, that's okay. right. He's 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 like the weird monkey looking all this guy. Oh yeah, he's I he, everything about him makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> for for um, a Digimon where they give him pants, they did not give him pants. <laughs> <laughs> uh and then I want Myotismon cuz something about him and maybe it's just cuz he wore like the domino mask and I am a sucker for superheroes mm-hmm. uh or supervillains. I l- have always loved Myotismon's design. Same with Devimon. Yeah. Yeah. Like I don't usually go for the demon vampire looking motherfuckers, <laughs> but apparently in Digimon I think they're the shit. Um, I cool. want TK and Kari to end up together. <laughs> That's all yeah, we're I on want. to that. <laughs> um, but I mean, I, th- I think some sort of recreation of like that Anjo Woman, uh, Lady Devimon moment would be so badass, right? I feel like it's it was such a big thing. Um, I would hate to, s- I mean, and, and I'm sure that if that happens, then for Poor TK has to go through the loss of Anjumon again, which I would hate to see. But I do feel like I do feel like these are like really big integral moments. Um, but also like it's so cool. Like like when and, and I feel like especially as a kid when like things just make sense. You're like, of course an angel Digimon would have a devil Digimon nemesis. Yeah. Classic. I just I kind of hope that them using Omnimon this early just means that they're going to show a lot of imagination and from here we're going to see a lot of brand new digivolutions mm-hmm. like never seen before i'd love to see some of the old digivolutions come back but i'm hoping that they're getting this out of the way now because they're like no we got new shit coming here you go let's just go you thought this was wall. cool before we're already going balls out we're, we're just going to keep going and you yeah. guys are going to have Super mega aggro Angemon. Yeah. Well, okay. I have to remember what it's called. Um, Digimon Try does release um, a form of Omnimon post Omnimon. One moment, please. But yeah, so 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 I know that like that like the the possibility for new evolutions is very much still prevalent because they were introducing new ones in Try. Um, like mm. there's 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 a corrupted. Um, Anja Wilmon after Kari loses her mind. Um, 
Well, that sounds emo as hell, and like it's, I would absolutely enjoy it. Yeah, it's, uh, it's so good. Um, well, the other thing that I'm excited to see while you're while you're looking that up is mm-hmm. uh, through the first three episodes, most of what we were seeing was the Digimon fighting in the network. It mm-hmm. wasn't until the end of episode three that they actually got to like the digital world where Digimon actually live. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, I also- can't wait to see how that looks. Yes. Also, because they yeah, you the, saw some of it in the background and it was all mm-hmm. beautiful. So I just can't wait to explore that more. Um, also, <laughs> Izzy was talking about finding the life forms that live in that data as if he knew, like as right. if he was like looking for it. Yeah, he's clearly part of some like fucking cabal that's discovered Digimon early, and I want to know where the fuck that came from. Yeah. Okay. So so it, there's there's Omegamon. Mm. Um. Who is pretty cool, but then there's another version after him too. Digimon Try gives you a lot of like really cool like like boss level evolutions that I think do mean more to us as adults than it would have as a kid. Right, <laughs> mm-hmm. and I and I feel like they're the enemies that they're facing right now, acting so much like viruses, kind of means that we might be dealing with infected Digimon a lot earlier in this series. Mm. But that's just kind of speculation, so. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's, uh, I mean... That's all, we're, we're only three episodes in, all we have is speculation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, in, in I, I am, I've, I've always been a little curious as to where, where that Digimon movie actually falls. It's definitely not canon because they just spliced a bunch of other movies, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and they made a great movie out of it. Um, in my opinion, of course. I do feel like I do feel like some of it aged very well and some of it did not. Um, however... They play so much fucking Smash Mouth in that it's movie. so much fucking Smash Mouth. Um, hold on. These are the ones I really have notes for. Let me just let me just go through this. Um, can we talk about how, like, Willis gave all these... All this help and then, like, still stood there and was like, I didn't know there were other Digitestant. What do you mean you didn't know? You literally talked about Ty and Izzy. Um, and how he didn't know... Yeah, you were know. emailing him. And yeah, well, he was emailing them, telling them that telling telling them that it was like his fault and stuff. But then when you flash forward and he talks about um, what had happened leading up to that, he was like, "Well, and then Ty and Matt like then solved the problem." So like he knows them by <laughs> name, right? And then also like he like didn't know how to evolve Terriermon, but he had a Digivice and he had seen evolution then through that little screen. I was very... Willis, the story doesn't add up. I mean, yes. <laughs> Listen, trusted. But then also, I think I think one of the other things was that, like, like Kari, as, like, a baby, had, like, a full-grown voice, and I was like, hmm. <laughs> that was super disconcerting. You're right. Yeah. Um, and then I was like... And then some some of the emails during the... the um, during that, that digital fight, they were like, how can two mega level Digimon not be able to take this in. And I'm like, how do you know it's Mega? I didn't know it was Mega when I was watching this. Um, and then, can we also talk about how how Andre Wilbon gets Celestial Arrow as her as her attack, and Anjumon's is Angel Staff. Huh. <laughs> that was a thing, and it might just be a translation thing, but it was... Uh, anytime they did a move in the new one, I thought I knew what the move was going to be called, mm-hmm. and it was never right. Yeah, it's like it's like, it's, like it's, anytime Agumon attacked, I kept expecting him to go. Pepper breath. Yeah, but it was it was baby and fire. And it was 
Yeah, baby fire. And I was like, well, what the fuck is that? And it doesn't sound any better or worse than pepper breath. No. They both sound like really fucking lame, to be honest. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to. I was enjoying baby fire way more than pepper breath. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, prodigious. <laughs> Pro, di- I just need to start using that in my fucking like normal lexicon of words. I was hoping, I'll stand by that I was one. hoping that when you did the intro, you would either do a variant of theme song, or just start with prodigious. Well, the theme song has been stuck in my head for like two weeks, mm-hmm. so that's where that came from. Oh, also speaking of theme songs, they did change the theme song um, from Butterfly, which they've used. Through Adventure 1, Adventure 2, into Digimon Try. And a part of me is very sad because I do love it. However, I do feel like they they really close that chapter because at the end of Try, um, they actually have the cast singing the song. Oh, um, which that's is really sweet. Really, it's really sweet. <laughs> it's, it's wonderful. Um, but I do then feel like it does kind of reinforce our thoughts of this kind of being like a new thing. Yeah. Like it's not a all continuation. All new, all different. Yeah, exactly. Like, uh, it makes sense, but I found any time the theme song started playing, I'm like, this is not Digimon, Digital Monsters, <laughs> Digimon are the champions. How dare you? <laughs> Listen, there is, there, there's not, there's not um, a U.S. adaptation yet, right? Is there? No, right. I've been, okay. they this might, is the first time I've ever watched this in Japanese. They might bring it back for the U.S. <laughs> we don't know. Uh, I do like that they reuse the same animation of Ty falling into the digital world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, wait, I know that. Oh, yeah. oh, look, oh, look. And then he was there, and I'm like, oh, this isn't what I'm used to. Yeah, you're like, oh, this, is, this is wildly. A minute. Um, like, a thing this I is never thought cool. about. <laughs> a, a thing I never thought about as a kid, but I got distracted on this time is where they ride the Digimon is so weird. Like, Ty just hanging out on Greymon's, like, horn? Yeah. Yeah. Like, during this giant fight scene, of all the places to be, that is, like, the least secure spot to yeah. sit. Yeah, well, and, and, and I think I think Mimi rides on, like, on, like, the wrong arm of the cactus. <laughs> also, she's riding on a cactus. Yeah, also, she's like... on a cactus. Also, um, Joe's always on Ikakumon's horn as well. Yeah. Yeah, and Sora sits on uh, Bergeron's foot. Like yeah. in all cases, what is wrong with you children? Yeah. I was wondering the same thing when I was watching. I'm like, hey, that's not a good place to sit. <laughs> yeah. I think I would stay away from the horns in the middle of a battle. He might have to use that. Yeah, exactly. Matt is the only one who has this right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if Matt didn't have this right, we would have a totally different issue, though. <laughs> just like holding on to the tail or something. <laughs> what are you doing? There's a back right there. Um, also, I feel like the Digimon art in this new one is so good. Like the detail mm-hmm. is it's so, so good. Pretty. The humans they put less effort into, in my opinion. <laughs> like we know what you're watching for, and it's not these yeah. guys. Yeah. <laughs> I hope that Garumon or that 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 Gomamon still. Like go, oh my gosh, no Gomamon. Gomamon is is the pre-evolution of Gurumon, right? No, Gomamon is Joe's. Gomamon's Ikakumon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. What is the, the what is? I, we know who you're talking okay. about, though. Um. 
I hope that he still loves Matt playing the harmonica. I think that was one of the, just like the sweetest things to ever watch was like when either of them were stressed, Matt would just play the harmonica and they would feel like better about it. <laughs> um, you know, that was just such like a sweet little like tidbit that, that built a lot of like their, their relationship and such. Um, and then I think at one point, like when like Matt's really down or something, like he's just like, well, like, why don't you play the harmonica? Like it always makes us feel better. <laughs> that is cute. Yeah. All right. So we've been talking for a while here. <laughs> Any final thoughts on Digimon before we jump into uh, our final little segment here? Um, I guess my last thoughts is they hooked me with these first three episodes of the new series. <laughs> I am going to continue to watch them because I want to see just how insane it gets. Oh yeah, I agree. And hopefully, I mean, and hopefully it'll be just as like in touch with the real world and like heartwarming as the old ones. And I'm not as worried about that, but it's only a hope at this point because it's so early. So, yeah. oh yeah, it's three episodes in. Do we know how long it's supposed to? Got like, how many episodes it's supposed to be? Um, I mean, <laughs> traditionally they're what like 24, 26 episodes per season. Something like that. Um, we'll so find out. Yeah, I can't really. Um, I mean, I'm sure that that they'll do the thing where they just do like 13 episodes, and they're like, "See you next season." Mm-hmm. Um, That's fine. But unfortunately, they're delayed thanks to fucking COVID nineteen. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Japan has finally declared a state of emergency. Ugh. Um, but I mean, I'm excited. Yeah, all of my animes all are all on pause. It was a very sad weekend when I logged in to try to watch them. Mm. <laughs> um, but I mean, I'm excited. I'm super. I'm super excited. I like I said, you know, I watched them and I cried. I just had so many like nostalgic feelings come up. Um, despite any of my like my concerns, um, I'm still so 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 excited. Awesome, Zach. Sweet. Nope, that's, you guys kind of covered it. Fuck yeah, Digimon. I'm going to watch the new stuff. I'm going to watch the old stuff. I'm going to be judged by my fiance relentlessly by this. That's fine. Yeah, it's perfect. Uh, any recommendations for this week? Any things you think people would like or enjoy? I have uh, not, I, I have a recommendation, but it's not, it's not like actually something to watch or read. Okay. But it's 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 tangential. It's close. Uh, I made an upgrade not too long ago where I got a a bendable mounting arm for my tablet. Mm-hmm. And if nobody else has, if if you own a tablet that you use for media and you haven't done this yet, that's my recommendation: is get yourself one. <laughs> <laughs> um, I currently am using it to hold up my phone, which I'm using as my webcam, so we can see each other and wave. Hi. <laughs> but I, in a weird way, it is very much fulfilled like a childhood dream. Uh, I only, like some people actually use tablets the way they're supposed to as like mini computers, and I don't do that. Mine is purely for media. I keep everything off of it except for like Netflix, like DC Universe, that sort of thing. And it feels so incredibly fucking sci-fi to be able to go lay on my bed and swing this bendable arm with a screen attached around to go right above me and then be like, oh, I'm going to read a comic. No, no, I'm good. I'm just going to minimize that and like watch this on Netflix instead. And I have all of my media just 
hovering right above my face, and I don't even hold, have to hold the screen up. <laughs> I feel like that's awesome. I feel like someone out of fucking sci-fi adventure that I'd read about or watch on TV as a kid, like every time I go into my room, <laughs> mm-hmm. and it's a weird, amazing, amazing feeling. So, um. I was thinking about this all day because I wanted to do something similar to Digimon. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I want to do something anime, but I don't know anime very well anymore. <laughs> I'm going to go with the My Hero Academia and specifically the manga. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because I know a lot of people that watch the anime and they say great things about it and I'm sure it's good. But I don't know many people who have read the comic and that artist is gorgeous. Yeah. It is such a beautiful manga and it really deserves its own recognition that it's not getting because the cartoon is so good too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so that's it. Like it's a, a manga superhero Academy and it's just great. That's all on my side. It's, it's a simple one. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, I mean, I talked a little bit about like, like Lore Olympus um, on Webtoons, and I really recommend that. And then as well as um, Darwin's Game on Crunchyroll. Um, those are two that I have... Um, I mean, I'm, Lore Olympus is still updating. Darwin's Game just finished their most recent season. Um, and so, you know, that'll be like a quick a quick 11-episode um, watch. And so those are, those are two that I really recommend. I liked them a lot. Yay. Awesome. Uh, Tiffany, thank you so much for coming on today. Thank you for having me. And thank Uh, you for putting up with our technical difficulties. That's okay. Yeah, Jesus Christ. I'm surprised I didn't have any. Is there anywhere people can find you online? Anything that you do that you want to brag about? Yeah. Please um, do so. My Instagram for my cosplay is Tiffany and cosplay. It's all just spelled out phonetically. Um, and then it goes same for Patreon, which I should be launching sometime at the end of the month. Oh, fucking yeah. Yeah. Awesome. We should probably get on that Patreon thing ourselves. Oh, yeah. we were talking about it and then COVID hit and well, fucking COVID. Uh, yeah. And yeah. COVID, COVID put a lot of plans on hold. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, let's see for our stuff. God, it'd be great if everyone out there listening right now would just hit subscribe. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, the world is run on algorithms, and you we will show up more in the algorithms. If you like, if you subscribe, uh, leave us a review. Five-star reviews make us pop up more, but really any review is going to be helpful for us. I still right. maintain that my first uh, hate letter that I receive, I will read live on the podcast. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm kind of... I'm kind of disappointed that nobody sent us a hate letter yet. Listen, today might be yeah, a day, geez. because we talked about... Vikings. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We, yeah, female uh, Vikings. Oh, we talked We're gonna some get shit a today. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> and I talked about naked figures. That's right. Ooh. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, you can always uh, check out the entire back catalog over on our website, www.generalnerdcast.com. Uh, while you're over on the website, you can contact us through there or by emailing us, generalnerderypod uh, at gmail.com. Uh, at the website, if you click the links up at the top, we are part of the Earverm Podcast Network. Uh, you can go check out all the other shows on the network. Uh, listen to me talk about horror movies over on Fried Squirms. Listen to Zach talk about war and war gaming and war philosophy over on the Art of War Gaming. 
and more things to come as we continue to gradually work our way through COVID. I think we would have more things up already if it wasn't for that little fact, but there are things in the works that will be coming. So, Am I missing anything? We're your... No, I think that's the basic. Oh, you can find us on social media. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. I think we might finally have an Instagram. I set up an Instagram. We're on Instagram. We have an Instagram. (laughs) We have been talking about that for almost six months now. I was like, we should probably screenshot Uh, this and just... Check out right. our workspace today. No doubt. <laughs> um, um, uh, in the meantime, I think that's a, it. I think that's it, you too. You can tell that we're professionals at this. Uh, we're your generals of nerdery. I'm Zach. I'm Tyler. I'm Tiffany. Dismissed. Dismissed.